The following thoughts on Hoppy Hour represent Ryan Hoppy and Fatsit. Listener discretion is advised. Happy Hour. Happy Hour. Live from Tampa Bay, you are tuned in to Happy Hour. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Going on. This is Hoppy Hour. I'm your host, Ryan Hoppy. There are many ways to get into contact with me. First, you can leave me a voicemail 856 49 Hoppy. It's 856 494 6773. You can tweet at me at Ryan Hoppy Radio. You can always email me, Ryan Hoppy Radio at gmail.com and then the coolest thing thanks to brian donovan from iHeartMedia, we can be heard this podcast hoppy hour is on the iHeartRadio radio app by searching hoppy radio h-o-p-p-e radio and there there is the talkback feature so you can always leave me a message and i will be sure to play it on air there is never a reason not to hit me up there is never a reason not to say what's going on Unless you're a hater, then I don't really care. We got some cool news to announce here on Hoppy Hour. Now, the old me five years ago would have been really negative. But the new me is going, I want everybody to win in life. Because if I don't want you to win in life, then there is just going to be karma that hits you. You know what I mean? I never get the radio people that talk about other people for content or whatever. I don't care. I'm here on this planet for a short time and I want everybody to win. So I'm proud to announce that I came in third place for the creative loafing best of the Bay for best local podcast. Here is the list. The old me would have been like, Oh, I should have won. But, I'm happy that there were enough votes for my name to be on the flyer. You know what I mean? I'm happy to be there. Check out the Pineapple Cast. I was looking it up. It's a podcast out of St. Pete, and they play reggae music, and that looks legit. So they are the winners, and a round of applause to the Pineapple Cast. That sounds like it'd be a good like weed to smoke. To get from like Sertera or something, a cure leaf. The pineapple cast, if they're listening to this, they should work on that. Try to get your own weed or something like that. Second place, I'm actually glad I lost to some cool shows. First, you got a show about reggae music, which <laughs> hell did he am, down. And then second place, Tampa Bay Nightlife TV. I mean, if you're going to lose in the best of the Bay, and it's a third place happy hour with Ryan Hoppy, but if you're going to lose, I would want to lose to a reggae podcast and a show promoting the nightlife in Tampa because the nightlife here in Tampa is a good time. Oh, it's a good time. You know what's not a good time? Being a rookie poker player and getting caught cheating. Did she cheat? That's the question being asked about a professional poker player who's being accused in the biggest scandal in the game's history. Well, when you say, did she cheat, there's probably more ways than just poker that she cheats. She walked away with $270,000. But did she use a secret signal to help win that jackpot? Here's probably. Man. <laughs> she looks like she's 28 or 29 years old. She kind of looks like she would date Kanye Wassa. She just has side chick energy. Stephen Fabian. Did this glamorous professional poker player cheat at a high-stakes wow. poker game? He's going to bet 2500 The game pitted poker veteran Garrett Adelstein against Robbie Jade Lou, a rookie to the world of big league poker. Her name would be Robbie. She just looks like a Robbie. She calls? Oh my god. Robbie won the $269,000 pot with an audacious. That's a lot of money. Audacious winner take all play that surprised many fans watching the game being live streamed from a casino in California. Oh, that's a fun thing to watch. 
There are a few things that I am not into at all watching. And I don't know if it's because of my ADHD. First, I used to not like soccer, but going to the Tampa Bay Rowdies game for the 10-year anniversary of the championship team made me appreciate soccer. So I used to hate soccer. Now I appreciate it. I'm not watching every game, but I root for the Rowdies. I'm from Chicago. I root for the Fire, their team up there. There's two things that I sincerely cannot watch. A, that is golf. Golf is so boring. I really think golf is made for people that don't want to think about the responsibilities in their life and it's a way to just turn off things. And the second thing I can't watch is poker. That is when it's like June or July, usually July, in the middle of the summer where NFL training camp hasn't even really begun yet, the NBA and the NHL season's over with, and you're just watching poker on ESPN. I'm not that much of a sports addict. I love sports more than anything, but I'm not one of those sports fans where I'm like, no, I can't survive without watching millionaires play sports. What? Whoa. Look at you. Adelstein is a hunky former contestant on Survivor from 2014. Did you ever notice that the poker players on TV are never ugly? Like they're like, this hunky person and this babe that got caught cheating. Like, where's the, like, slop? You know what I mean? He looked stunned by his loss. You look like you want to kill me, Darius. That is the sign of someone that thinks they're going to get away with it. You think uh, you're going to... What? what, what? Owned by his loss. You look like you want to kill me, Darius. I don't, I don't understand sort of what's happening right now. Adelstein claims he was clearly cheated. Eagle-eyed viewers took note of this moment when Robbie appears to fiddle with that chunky ring on her finger. Then she And that dummy thinks that the poker fans watching online, because there are poker fans that love poker. The only poker player I know of is Phil Hemuth. So that's all I know. That's just like saying, you know, Michael Jordan. It's the same thing. He's like the Michael Jordan of poker. But there's a lot of people that watch poker that aren't even that into poker. So you know they were like noticing her hand signal and knowing that something was up. You know what I mean? Like that is clearly a rookie. Well, she is a rookie. A dumb decision on her part to do a hand signal and think no one watching the video is going to notice something. Also, I don't know if it's because she's beautiful, but she's probably had everything given to her. She probably qualified for the tournament because of it. Just Places saying. her hand under the poker table, and when her hands emerge, look, she's apparently turned the ring around under her finger. Yeah, she didn't really plan this out. In a tweet, Adelstein wondered if Robbie had a hidden device that simply vibrates wow, to indicate Robbie's you have the best hand. Did yeah. The glamorous woman poker player have an accomplice watching the live stream of the poker game and did the ring vibrate, signaling to her that she had the winning hand. Fueling suspicions is the fact that after the game, Adelstein says Robbie gave him back the money she won from him. That's great. Sounds like there's a lot of vibrations with her hands very often. Happy hour. Happy hour. Yeah, we'll be right back. Oh, yeah. You want to have the best trainer in all of the Bay Area? Let me tell you about Devin Prasad. I've known him, God, going on eight years since I first moved to the Bay. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, he is the best in the Bay. For all the info, he's got different memberships and much more. FitsageFitness.net. Happy hour. Happy hour. Listen to me, Randy. It doesn't matter what you look like on the outside, whether you're white or black or Sasquatch even. As long as you follow your dream, no matter how crazy or against the law it is. Except for Sasquatch. If you're Sasquatch, the rules are different. Forget it, Meatwad. I'm a circus freak. That's all I'll ever be. Whatever. Watch out. Hoppy is about to rant. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. 
Yes, the most listened to radio show on the planet that the other stations are tuned in to. Oh, yeah. 856 49 Hoppy. It's 856 494 6773. You can tweet at me at Ryan Hoppy Radio, and you can always email me. Ryan Hoppy Radio at gmail.com. Let's get back to the news. Happy Hot Topic! I love when celebrities get hate, and they're aware that they're getting hate, but they're telling you that they don't look at the hate. If you didn't know the hate was there, how would you know? Oh, because you look at it, Haley Beaver. Oh, but I'm not aware of the hate. I think in terms of mental health, it can be really, really hard sometimes. Haley Bieber is sharing how she prioritizes her mental health. How? The Road Skin founder gets candid about her relationship with social media. Well, how do you deal with uh, the social pressures of everything by uh, ruining marriages? Speaking at the Forbes Under 30 Summit in Detroit on October uh-huh. 3rd. Sometimes it's important to take a step back and uh, stay off of social media sometimes, which is something... They can say all they want, oh, I don't go on social media. But then they post the next day. I want to see one of them actually go off the grid. Because even Zach Efron was like, oh, yeah, you'll never hear from me again until my next project comes out. Something that I struggle with and I um, have to be intentional about not reading comments and yeah. taking breaks and Got not it. looking. I think sometimes... As humans, we look for the bad. You know, we look for that one bad comment or we look for that one bad review. I kind of did back when I worked at my old radio job and everybody had their panties up in a bunch. I don't care. No one ever says it to your face. And I had one hater say it to my face in Cleveland and it was endearing because I was a little drunk and I went, thanks. Okay, you don't like me? Fine. They never, they never say it to your face. Haley's projecting. And what she doesn't get is when you project about haters, they're wanting to bother you even more. You think the haters that hide behind the keyboard when they hear a radio person or they hear her celebrity go, oh, yeah, I don't look at the hate. I'm not even aware that it's there from the person that hates me in Largo, Florida or for her wherever. Oh, I'm not aware of it. They know that they got under your skin. And they view it as a victory because they're sitting in their living room, not contributing to society like you are. They might have a job because people often go, well, haters are just, you know, losers living in their mom's basement. No, they can be successful too, but there's something inside of them or the lack thereof, (laughs) get it, Uh, where they feel like they need to Go after people to feel better. There's something you're doing, if it's going after your dream or whatever, that they don't like that because they never went after their dream. And for some women, maybe they wish they could be the, the uh, trophy life for Beaver. Or for athletes, a lot of times people weren't good enough to play. So when you got like uh, Lonzo Ball's dad back in the day talking smack and Skip Bayless, all these failed basketball players... Most hate is not about you. It is about you because they're sending it towards you, but it's about them. If they're talking about you, you're winning. If they're not talking about you, you're losing. Um, And so I've had to be as intentional as possible to um, not do that. This isn't the first time that Haley has spoken out about the toxic nature of social media. If she wasn't looking at comments, she would address it once and never address it again. But if, like, how do you know the, the hate's out there, Haley? Are you just assuming it because you were a relationship ruiner and you have that as your legacy? Oh, no, you waited until they were officially broken up. Here's what I'm saying. If she's talking about it multiple times... Maybe she isn't making posts on social media so people assume that she's not on it, but she's reading the comments. Because if you're having to address it more than once, you're reading it. 
Back in 2021, she seemed to reference the ongoing comparisons to her husband Justin Bieber's ex, Selena Gomez. Yeah, because you ruined the relationship. No, you guys waited until you're officially separated. That's why you went back to her for a second and to you. You're totally not a side chick. This is her projecting. This is her upset. This is her angry. This is her so mad that she doesn't have that perfect image. You ever notice that when somebody is cheating on their wife, they get away with it for a long, long time. And then when the word begins to kind of get out that the person's cheating or whatever, they begin to overcompensate. They begin to make posts about their significant other, They begin to go, we didn't cheat. We were just taking a break. That's what Haley is. If she had an honest bone in her body, she doesn't really have any bones. She's like so skinny. It's gross. I like a little meat. What I'm saying is this. If she was honest, she'd go, yeah, Beaver, Selena's kind of like, you know, a sex camel, doesn't really like having sex or whatever. So he needed to get laid and he came to me and fell in love. Come on now. And then we never hear from Haley ever, ever. And then there's the new project from Selena coming out next week. Man, you have to ruin everything. The relationship, her attention, her mental health. You're just a bad person. She admitted one of the biggest things I struggled with for sure was the comparison aspect. Of course, you're going to be compared when you break a relationship. Oh, no, they're going to totally not look at the fact that he went back and forth. Of body comparison and looks comparison and behavior comparison. Trust me, I'm not the biggest Selena fan of all time. I find her a little annoying, a little uptight, whatever. But at the same time, she's got more talent than Haley could dream of. So when Haley's going, oh, I'm sick of the comparisons, you wish you were being compared to Selena. Even if Selena hides behind auto-tune, she sings. She makes her own movies. She acts. She cooks. She's probably insufferable to be around, but she's built her own empire. What did you have? Who knew who you were before Bieber? And I'm not being sexist by saying, oh, it's because the woman's famous with the men. But no, no, no. There's many examples of men leeching off of women. Kevin Federline. Uh, What I'm saying is this. She doesn't even know what she wants because she knows deep down at the end of the day she's the side chick at all times. Oh, but their relationship's so genuine because they say it is. In order to protect her mental health, Haley said that she set boundaries for herself, including deleting Twitter and limiting comments on Instagram. Yeah, That's the way to do it. That's when you know a celebrity is thin-skinned when they have the comment section deleted. (laughs) For her part, Selena has also talked about the negative side of social media and revealed earlier this year that she hasn't been on the internet in over four years. I don't believe that. Why? Because weren't you on TikTok last week? Oh, but that's not the internet. It's all the same. I want to talk to somebody who literally doesn't look at it, who has a flip phone and is offline and plays that old pinball machine game from the 90s. Until then, I never want to hear anybody ever telling me, I'm off the grid. I don't look at anything. Not true. Until you're not on Space Cadet. 3D pinball and that's all you're playing? I don't want to hear from you. You're not off the grid. I was the original off the grid. I had one pornography video on my desktop and my dad took away my Wi-Fi in my room in 2008. So this is what I played all day. People from the 90s can relate to this. The the pinball space cadet game? That's the definition of not being on the internet. It's not being on the internet. It's not Selena going, oh, I post here and there. No, you're on the internet. And you're also all phonies. Happy hour. Happy hour.
Oh, yeah to the yeah. Happy hour. We'll be right back. This following segment is being brought to you by Amir Academy of Martial Arts at amiracademy.com. Let me tell you that he is the best trainer in all of the Bay Area. He has classes Monday through Saturday. Happy hour. Happy hour. It was good while it lasted, I guess. But, Sheriff, the glory hole is the pride and joy of Dougal County. Fella found an even older glory hole two towns over. Lord knows I ain't looking forward to telling the tourism board about this. Such an elegant concept. A simple, lowly hole to commemorate his glory. Someone hooked me up with a flame. I'm having a nook for Watch out. Hoppy is about to rant. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Oh, yeah. 856 49 Hobby. It's 856 494 6773. You can tweet at me at Ryan Hoppy Radio. You can always email me Ryan Hoppy Radio at gmail.com. back and he speaks his mind welcome back to hoppy hour i don't even know if i'm ready to talk about kravis courtney and travis i think we're in the place where we're figuring out how to blend our households you know our kids and how does what does life look like now, mm-hmm. you know? Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker are putting their kids first. While the- That's good. I'm glad they're putting their kids first. Too many celebrities don't. The Kardashian star and the Blink-182 drummer are officially husband and wife. Hell yeah. Tying the knot in not one, but three ceremonies this year. Courtney, who lives in the same neighborhood as Travis, confirms on the October 4th episode of Dear Media's Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast, they still have separate homes for now. We want. That's my life, not skinny but not fat. want our kids to also feel really comfortable and they have both lived in their homes their Mm. whole lives. Courtney shares Mason, Penelope, and Rain with ex-Scott Disick. Meanwhile, man, they got crazy ass exes. Travis Barker has whatever her name is. Shayna Muckley, I think her name is. (laughs) She's got so much redeeming talent. Everyone goes, oh yeah, I'm a finish. Whatever her name is. And you have Scott Disick. No wonder Courtney and Travis are so crazy. When those are your exes? Yeah, man. Meanwhile, Travis shares Landon, Alabama, and stepdaughter Atiana with ex Shanna Mokler. Courtney, who calls this period a special time for their families, says she stays at Travis's house when her kids are at Scott's place. There's still nights when we'll stay at each other's houses in between, but you know, I get up at six in the morning and and I carpool every morning. And, th- and Travis probably sleeps until nine. Then I go straight to his house and have matcha. He has it ready for me. Stop. And then Stop. we have matcha and like talk and hang. I can't take this. We have like matcha and we like talk. Ugh. Speaking of ugh, these two dummies. Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt's legal battle just took a serious turn. Yeah. <laughs> So I have said that I thought that Angelina Jolie was keeping Brad Pitt from the kids. And I have said that any woman that keeps the kids away from the father is not a good person. But then when you hear reports like this, you go, maybe the kids shouldn't see Brad Pitt. And then at the end of the day, It makes you realize how damaged the kids are going to be. Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt's legal battle just took a serious turn. On Tuesday, the 47-year-old actress filed a cross-complaint against the 58-year-old actor's lawsuit over the chateau and vineyard they previously co-owned together. That sounds fancy as hell. I live in an apartment. 
Filing obtained by Access Hollywood, she claims that Pitt allegedly choked one of their kids and hit another one in the face on a plane. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's not good, Brad. You're making all men look bad. Because then every woman's going to go, every man's evil. Plane in 2016. In the doc, Stoli explained that what allegedly happened on their flight from Chateau Miraval in France to Los Angeles on September 14th, 2016, led her to file divorce from the actor. In the filing, Julie claims that Pitt was, quote, physically and emotionally abusive to Julie and their children, mm -hmm. who were then between the ages of 8 and 15. The Eternal Star claims that the confrontation started before they got on the plane. Once the flight took off, Pitt allegedly walked over to Jolie and took her to the back. Quote, he pulled her into the bathroom and began yelling at her. Pitt All right, he's a psychopath. Grabbed Jolie by the head and shook her. And then grabbed her shoulders and shook her again before pushing her into the bathroom wall. Pitt then punched the ceiling of the plane numerous times, prompting Jolie to leave the bathroom. That sounds scary. As she exited, one of their children asked, Are you okay, mommy? Pitt yelled back, no, mommy's not okay, and started deriding Jolie with insults. When one of the children verbally defended Jolie, Pitt lunged at his own child and Jolie grabbed him from behind to stop him. To get Jolie off his back, Pitt threw himself into the airplane's seats, injuring Jolie's back and elbow. The children rushed in and all bravely tried to protect each other. Before it was over, Pitt choked one of the children and struck another one in the face. Some of the children pleaded with Pitt to stop. They were all frightened. Many were. What I hate when asswipes like Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt, I don't know which kids are theirs and which aren't adopted, but even the adopted ones are theirs. But like, you can hate on them all you want, but man, those kids, that doesn't matter to them that it's Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. They're human beings. We hear from every celebrity and every radio person, oh, my kids don't find me cool. Yeah, because you're their parents. So what I'm saying is this is no different than abuse between any other parents. It's just they're famous. And we think it's different because we're hearing about it and we're going, wow, they appear to have such a perfect relationship in person. We don't know a thing about anybody. Crying. The documents claim that throughout the remainder of the flight, Pitt allegedly, quote, periodically emerge on the back of the plane to yell and swear at them. Good job, Brad, making us all men look good. Scumbag. <laughs> at one point, he poured beer on Jolie. At another, he poured beer and red wine on the children. Drunken loser. The alleged altercation was also documented in an FBI report. Mm -hmm. In the filing, the Maleficent star explains why she is finally revealing what allegedly happened on the flight and the reason she decided to sell her interest in Chateau Miraval. Well, let's hear why she waited so long. Quote, She has gone to great lengths to try to shield their children from reliving the pain Pitt inflicted on the family that day. That's true. But when Pitt filed this lawsuit seeking to reassert control over Jolie's financial life... Then she's like, oh, I'm bringing you down. Just like I brought down your relationship with Jennifer. Oh, no, they waited until... He was officially separated from Jennifer. There was no cross-examination there. And compel her to rejoin her ex-husband as a frozen-out business partner. Pitt forced Jolie to publicly defend herself on these issues for the first time. Mm -hmm. Access Hollywood has reached out to Jolie and Pitt for comment, but have not heard back. True. In June, Pitt filed court documents accusing his ex of damaging the reputation of the wine business by selling her half to, quote, a stranger. No, your your business was ruined and your reputation was ruined when you acted like an asswipe. He said they agreed to never sell their interests in the family business without each other's consent. But Yeah, but when you act like a scumbag, it's gonna be hard to be loyal to you, bud. In her response, Jolie said, quote, no such agreement ever existed. Yeah, Brad Pitt, man, what a good guy. Tom and Giselle headed for divorce. Welcome. This is breakup season, man. Everybody's breaking up. I'm Nax S. Hollywood from Universal Studios Hollywood. I'm Mario Lopez. And mm. there's been all kinds of rumors of trouble between Tom and Giselle for months now as they've appeared to live separate lives. But now, a new report claims they've both taken the huge step of hiring divorce lawyers. 
Yeah, they seemed like they were doing a thing that you probably shouldn't do of trying to make it work. And I get it's different when you have kids. Man, when you're trying to make it work and it's not going to work, it's just going to end worse. We have a great relationship. You know, we all have our challenges that, you know, we face in our life. And it's great to have kind of that rock, you know, that you can From always 2017. Photographed leaving a Miami gym without her wedding ring, Giselle appeared somber amid reports that both she and Tom are hiring divorce attorneys. So, how might... Yeah, breakups aren't fun. No one goes, yeah, I want to break up. But it also makes you wonder, like, is any relationship meant to be? And I'm not saying that to be negative. I'm not saying that to be a shock jock. But you look at all the relationships from the great generation that is now passing away, people that are born in the 20s or 40s and then the boomers, and you look at their relationships and they were all miserable. They were sexless. They hated each other. But they didn't want to get a divorce. They didn't want to break up. And then the boomers and Gen X and millennials and Gen Z and that order became more and more about breakups and sex and less about religion. And I'm not like saying this like to talk crap, but I really don't know if you're supposed to be monogamous. I think everybody likes the idea of it because the 1950s and the, the, the propaganda of, oh, you got to do this and that. Times have changed affect their multi-million dollar empire nbc legal analyst danny savalas breaks down what the split may look like i don't think it's gonna be that big of a deal because he makes a lot of money but she's always had to say yeah i'm the breadwinner because i make millions more like as if he's chump change she's always like that and then people would be like what the like having your wife make more money than you like as if like it's not like he's like some backup quarterback making two hundred thousand a year these two aren't just going to need lawyers. They're going to need forensic accountants. Tom's estimated net worth is $250 million. Ah, whatever. While Giselle's is even higher at $400 million. So then she'll, you'll often hear her go, you'll hear people go, she's the breadwinner of the household. Da, 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 da. Like as if Tom doesn't contribute anything, which I don't know. On top of that, the couple also has a real estate portfolio worth another $26 million. That's the thing. And I'm not saying this to be negative. But what actual marriage and what actual relationship have you ever looked at that has made it? No, 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 no. I'm not speaking to the people that are from the previous generations that are now divorced. Or just didn't get a divorce and slept in separate beds. I had a mentor growing up. He's legally married to his wife, but he lives in Omaha and she lives in Chicago, but they're married. And he was with her for 30 years. And I'm pretty sure it was sexless. I don't want to think about them having sex. And I liked the guy. He was a great mentor to me growing up, but I never met his wife. She never wanted to leave the house. And that's an example of a long form marriage. Why do you think, and I'm not anti-marriage. I don't even know what I am, but I'm telling you this. It doesn't seem like it's, it just seems like it's going to end. You know what I mean? Do you see what I'm saying? It seems like, I, because either it's to death do us part, because it's going to end either way. Either you die or you break up. I went to this wedding about October last year. And it was with this girl who, listen, and I'm not, I'm not patting myself on the back. <laughs> I've hooked up with a lot of people. But I haven't waited till marriage. I'm a slut. So this is coming from a slut. I'm a full-form slut. I'm a skank. I'm a hoe. I'm a whore. The person, the female who was getting married has had a promiscuous past. And her whole character is about her promiscuous past. And that's fine. She had a kid young. That's fine. She marries somebody who had a promiscuous past and had a kid at 21 or 22. The wedding, they spend 
so much money on it. Everybody had to get a certain outfit to be a part of the color coordination. That's fine. I looked at this wedding and went, this is the best relationship I've ever seen. That was in October last year. Then in May, I'm hearing reports about this couple that they're not getting along. And you go, oh my God, it's only been seven months. And they were together for like five years. And then they get divorced two weeks ago. And that's what's scary about relationships. And that's what's frightening about marriage. Is it always seems like the right decision at the time. You know what I mean? And I think that's what hurts so much about heartbreak is you always go, it's not going to be me. It's not going to be me. And then when it ends up being you, you're like, but it wasn't supposed to happen. And yeah, heartbreaks get better as you get older. And it's like, you got to be selfish for yourself. Because there's one thing you're going to have to remember. You're going to die. And if you are going, and you are going to die, not if, we all will. But it goes like this. Your partner that's with you now, you might be with them until you'll die. But you're going to be forgotten about. They're going to have needs unless they're 90 and laying in their deathbed. And they're going to hook up with other people. The same with breakups. There is going to be a life after you. We put so much power into our significant others that we lose power in ourselves. Just saying. Just saying. On top of that, the couple also has a real estate portfolio worth another $26 million. First, Tom and Giselle have to take a professional look at what it is the marriage owns. In most marriages, that might take a week, maybe a month. In their case, it really could take several months, maybe even a year to figure out what their assets truly are. Also yeah. Does this seem fun? Does this seem fun to you? And I'm not trying to go down, like there was a radio guy I looked up to growing up. He has not been employed in about 14 years and he retired from his podcast, Tom Likas. And he, uh, 1-800-5800-TOM. And it was always, treat women like crap. And they don't deserve anything. <laughs> treat women like crap. And because I make $5 million a year, I can get any girl I want. <laughs> And it was awful advice. It was entertaining radio because the women would call in and he would bitch them out. Probably by turning down their, their phone on the board. And it was a great show. Tom Likas, his argumentative attitude, his DGAF, even though I think he did care. None of what he said could work now. So when I'm saying this, I'm not being like, you know... Um, the guy, Tate, Andrew Tate, that millionaire chess kid baby on uh, TikTok, it's like 34, it's like a muscle head saying, men are too pussified. It goes both ways with any gender, whatever you identify as. But my God, there are some things in relationships that you look at and you go, truly, is it worth it? impacting the couple's potential divorce custody of their 12 year old son benjamin and nine-year-old daughter vivian that's the thing is the kids are always the ones that end up getting screwed as with most custody proceedings if the parents can't agree amicably then it goes to the court but ideally the parents can figure it out in advance anytime we get him home we're just so excited you know? <laughs> football season we don't see much of him yeah it's not <laughs> It's not really good. I'm not going to comment about him not being there, but just when, when your wife's saying it on the red carpet. Speaking of this sound effect. Alex Rodriguez is reflecting on his romantic past. By the way, I love ESPN. They hit gold with the Manning cast because they're brothers, and Eli Manning and Peyton Manning are larger-than-life figures. And on ESPN2, during Monday Night Football, they have, it's almost like a Twitch show slash podcast. I don't know what it is. They interview people, and it's, it's the best TV ever because you grow up with them. So then ESPN's like, we need to give Michael Kay and Alex Rodriguez, two people that really, besides them being a Yankees announcer and a Yankees player, we're going to hit gold again with them doing a silly play-by-play -play show of MLB. And it... It's doing okay in the ratings, but no one's talking about it. 
And then ESPN tries with Pat McAfee on Saturday, and I'm a huge Pat McAfee fan. But at the same time, it's like he had to be clean. And it's like there's only one Manning cast. Former MLB pro appeared in the latest episode of CNN and HBO Max's Who's Talking to Chris Wallace and fielded some hard-hitting questions about his love life. When Chris asked if it bothered him that Jennifer Lopez began seeing Ben Affleck shortly after their split and ultimately married him this summer, A-Rod replied with a positive message to his ex-fiance and her children. Here's the thing. Is breakups suck and breakups are hard anyway, but can you imagine if your ex was ultra famous and you're ultra famous? I get he cheated on her, so it's his fault. But my God, I cannot imagine having to hear about my ex all the time. He said, with Jennifer, look, it was a good experience. And I wish her and the children, who are smart and beautiful and wonderful, I wish them the very best. That's it. Then that's all you need to say. Jennifer is a mom to 14-year-old twins, Emmy and Max. Her and A-Rod's families were close during their relationship, which ended in 2021. Mm -hmm. Chris also asked Alex if he thinks he's, quote, good husband material, or if he, quote, just likes the chase. Um, just to chase, you're not husband material. That's the other thing we need, we need to talk about here. You're hearing about throuples and open relationships and cheating all the time. And I'll get to the Adam Levine clip in a second. But that's not a marriage. That's something new. I don't know what it is. But that's not a relationship. If you want to, you know, be in an open marriage, that's fine. If your husband or wife is cheating on you and you're accepting it, that's an open marriage. That's not a marriage. A marriage is when you don't cheat. That's what's pissing me off is seeing and hearing about all this cheating and all these open relationships and different rules. In this lifetime, as long as you're not hurting an animal or a kid, I, I don't care what you do. I don't care what anybody does. I'm focused on myself and my family. But at the same time, you got to look out for you. That's all you're going to have at the end of the day is you. Nobody else. The businessman replied, I mentioned when I was 15 years old, and I think Sports Illustrated called me the top player in the country. Mm. At that time, I was Alex Rodriguez. And then somewhere along the way, at 24, I get a $252 million contract. And probably in Texas, I lost my way a little bit, and I became A-Rod. Yeah. So he's pretty much admitting he became a douchebag after the money. The money didn't change you. It just gave you the resources to be a douche. Happy hour. Happy hour. Happy hour will be right back. Oh, yeah. This following segment has been brought to you by Rich Keeley. Tomorrow I'm going there. I'm getting a haircut. When I tell you Rich Keeley is the best barber in all the Bay Area, I'm a man of my words. Rich K Barber. Happy hour. Happy hour. Someone hooked me up with a flame. I'm having a nick fit. Uh, light him up. Midwad. Here. Encourage him in his habit. That's a good smoker. When did you start smoking? This morning. I rose my rooster. I'm going to tore up. We shall acquire some wine on the way to the mall. And then you can get tore up. And pass out in the hot sun. That's my boss. I don't think Meatwatch should be hanging around with these moon people. He's the voice of a generation that got screwed by the baby boomers. Welcome back to Hoppy Hour. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. The other stations are tuned in too. Happy hot topic! Please don't be offended. He's sorry in advance. You know, social media is such a great tool. Sure, social media is a great tool. But now, Kim Kardashian is being fined over $1 million for allegedly not disclosing she was being paid to promote cryptocurrency on Instagram. Dun, dun, dun. She's like, I'm famous and pretty. Can I get away with it? I 
I'm exhausted. Yeah, the me Sims too. This founder must pay a whopping 1.26 million bucks <gasps> in a settlement agreement with the Securities and Exchange Commission after she was charged with unlawfully touting a crypto company without letting her 330 million plus followers know how much cash she was getting in exchange for the post. Dun, dun, dun. It wasn't the plan. Yeah. On Monday, the SEC explained in a press release, Kim is paying the fine without admitting to or denying their findings. The agency also revealed that Kim agreed to not promote any crypto companies for three years and will cooperate in its ongoing investigation. You just oh, it's going to be whatever. She's going to write a check for a million and we're all going to move on. Just got to roll with it. Can you imagine if an everyday influencer that maybe makes 100000 was fined a million? Then maybe you have a problem. But when it's Kim Kardashian, this is nothing to them. And if you were wondering how much Kim got paid for the- This is a speeding ticket to them. It's an inconvenience. You don't want to pay it, but it's this isn't going to break their bank. The Insta story post, thanks to the SCC, we've got the answer. Drum roll, please. $250,000. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Mm. A quarter of a million dollars. It's a lot. I can relate to that. I have that much in my bank account right now. You know, we're we're but it, good, but it's not the it's the same. I think we're, I think just life isn't the same. Yeah, like, I think I'm duh. in a different place. Kourtney Kardashian gets real about where she stands with her sisters, Chloe and Kim. We're just, you know, living our best lives and... <laughs> and not talking to each other. <laughs> yeah. The Poosh founder's candid confession happens on the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast, where she agrees with host Amanda Hirsch that her relationship with Coco isn't what it used to be. Yeah, when your sibling is getting cheated on by the biggest slut in the NBA, as known as Thompson, then she's having a surrogate. What happened? All this messiness. Yeah, it'd be hard to be around Chloe too. Oh my God, nothing is more pathetic. And this goes with any gender. Nothing's more pathetic than somebody that gets cheated on over and over again and then takes the person back and goes, it's not going to happen again. And while they're saying, it's not going to happen again, they get cheated on again. You're a loser. I don't care if you're Chloe or you're a listener. If you defend cheating and you weren't cool with it or it wasn't a part of the open relationship, you're a loser. I feel like I've noticed, but also the fans have really noticed is Courtney and Chloe used to be mm -hmm. Courtney and Chloe. Yep. Like the dragging you on the floor, waxing each other's vaginas. Hell yeah. Wash your leg. It's going to get her or <laughs> that's their legacy. <laughs> the Simpsons have made spot on predictions. These are some of them. Did this episode of The Simpsons from 2017 predict a 2018 episode of Game of Thrones? Look at the Game of Thrones scene. Pretty similar, right? In 2020, The Simpsons eerily predicted Donald Trump would be president. A lot of people did. Hey, did, uh, did The Simpsons predict that Matt Groening would be going to Pedophile Island? No one ever talks about that. He was, he was on the uh, trouble info. The Johnny Depp trial is already getting the Hollywood treatment. That's dumb. It's like when they tried to make that made-for-TV movie. I think it was on Peacock about Tiger King. The reason Tiger King was good because it was real. Same, the same thing goes with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. It wasn't my vibe because I don't want to think about girls taking a crap. But at the same time, it was genuinely kind of entertaining because it was real. But if you're going to make a movie of people acting about it, that shows why Hollywood keeps making remakes. They have nothing in there. The Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial riveted the nation. Your lies have been exposed to the world multiple times, right? I haven't lied about anything. Now, now you're a delightful person and your hair looks like crap. Oh, you got to make sure you look like you haven't showered in a week. Because that's a part of the way you're going to win the case. Right, Amber Heard? Nope. Just three months after Depp's courtroom victory, <sighs> the real-life drama has been turned into a made-for-TV movie. Hot take, the Depp-Heard trial. Oh, I'm sure we'll all be watching it. Good for them. 
This next person, I find her repulsive. Normally, I'm into older, beautiful women. Not this one. Kelly Ripa, her book Love Wire. In Kelly Ripa's juicy new memoir, there's not one mention of her former co-host, Michael Strahan. He, de he deserved better. I knew people throughout my life in radio that knew Michael, and they said that Kelly was just insufferable to be around. Oh, but it's everybody else's fault. And Ryan Seacrest is just there to get the paycheck. You really think he enjoys being in our Kelly? You go, oh my God, Mark Consuelo and I, we have sex in front of our kids. Oh, wow. Good content, Kelly. And there's zero mention of perhaps the most dramatic week of her professional career, her furious walkout in 2016. Yeah, she's not going to talk about that. In a book by a sociopathic narcissist like Kelly Ripa, they're not going to... They need to project everything's perfect, and they try to rewrite the past. Man, she has Ellen DeGeneres vibes. She's like a heterosexual Ellen DeGeneres. When she first learned Strahan was leaving for GMA. I'm leaving this show. <laughs> Kelly Ripa. He's like, I know. I'm finally free. Felt blindsided and refused to come to work for four days. Oh no, it was so hard to work with somebody you already didn't like? Oh, I'm sure your marriage, there's no cheating there. TV personality Aaron Andrews was booked to take her place. Yeah, that's better. I like go to Aaron Andrews. So what else has been going on here? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the most genuine moment of the show. And it doesn't involve Kelly Ripa. Too, yeah, early, too soon, that's all I'm gonna say. Holy <laughs> and during yeah. her boycott, Kelly was photographed outside her home sending not so subtle messages to her bosses at ABC, like wearing this jacket emblazoned with the word freedom. Oh, so she's passive aggressive and doesn't have the balls to say anything to their face. Oh no, people don't have to hang out with Kelly Ripa. Oh no, you're really punishing everybody. Shut up. I'm just saying. I am just saying. All right, and finally, The Tonight Show. Last night, Jimmy announced plans for an all-out 80s-themed special. Good, let's just live in the past. I'm not saying I wasn't here for the 80s, but I'm just saying this unhealthy energy we have about the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s, it's like, oh, my God. Featuring guests from retro movie hits like The Karate Kid, Flash Dance, and Back to the Future. Ooh. Ralph Macho is here tomorrow night. Oh. Jennifer. If it wasn't for Cobra Kai, you would not get that reaction. A few years ago, you go, Ralph Macho. Just being real. Beals. Hey. Oh, good. I'm glad Jimmy Kimmel's having an 80s show. That's called not having content. Happy hour. But when has he ever had content? Happy hour. Happy hour will be right back. Oh, yeah. This following segment is brought to you by the best printing company in all of the Bay Area. Westchaseprinting.com. Banners, yard signs, whatever the hell you need created. Westchaseprinting.com. Happy hour. Happy hour. Finally, I'm one of those guys who can't wait to get to work in the morning. Like a dairy cow. Oh, 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 yes, yes, oh. Call Hoppy now, 856-49-HOPPY. Tweet at him at Ryan Hoppy Radio or chat him live via the Hoppy Radio app. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is, the most listened to radio show on the planet. The other stations are tuned in too. No! Happy Hot Topic! Hey everyone, it's Allie for Hollywood Life with your music roundup, starting with Cardi B and JT from the City Girls, because it looks like the girls are fighting. Now this all started when the Florida rapper congratulated rapper Glorilla for her number nine debut on the Billboard Hot 100 with her song Tomorrow 2, which also features Cardi B. Well, some fans were not happy that JT left the Bodak Yellow Star out of her message, and if the timing couldn't have been any worse, Cardi seemingly tweeted Lapdog in response to all of this. But 
the main question we should be asking is, who do you all think would win if it ever came to a rap battle? Share your takes in the comments. Okay, but staying on rap because it wasn't just the girls going at it. Rappers Quavo and Takeoff seemingly threw some shade at their Migos bandmate Offset during an interview on the Big Facts podcast this week. While on the show, Quavo and Takeoff sent a message about family and loyalty while carefully avoiding any direct mention of Offset. When asked if there was any chance the group would release another album as a trio. I love when the most talented person in any band, like, they're not there anymore and the other people in the band are like, let's act like the most talented person was never here. Quavo admitted that they want to see their career as a duo because they just came from a loyal family. Yeah. Life's too short for any of this. Go make your music. Groups that went from trios to duos ever worked out in the past? Not them. Offset was the talent there. Guess we'll have to see how this one goes. All right, but switching gears to Adam Levine because he's not really feeling Saturday Night Live right now. Yeah, you know he's not really going to want to be the butt of all jokes after you're caught cheating on your wife. After the show's debut this weekend, which took aim at the singer and his alleged cheating scandal, we are hearing exclusively that Adam does not think it is funny and he thinks that it's disrespectful to his wife, Bahati. What? Huh? Wait, 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 wait. Did she just say that? Scandal, we are hearing exclusively that Adam does not think it is funny and he thinks that it's disrespectful to his wife, Bahati. So the jokes are disrespectful, but you banging other women and keeping her around because she has nothing really going for her besides being your girl? That's not disrespectful at all. What an asswipe. We also can report that the Maroon 5 star is unimpressed by the SNL skit, but more importantly, he's still embarrassed by the whole cheating incident. Douchebag. Loser, loser, loser. Did Pete Davidson remove one of his tattoos dedicated to Kim Kardashian? What is with this reporter? Uh, did, did I pee? Like, get rid of one of his tattoos? Did Pete Davidson remove one of his tattoos dedicated to Kim Kardashian? Probably. On Wednesday, the 28-year-old I can't, I can't do this. I cannot, I know I don't have the most like radio announcer voiceover, but my God. Did Pete Davidson have one of his tattoos removed? Sure, whatever. We refused to sweep things under the rug. That is not who we are. Yeah, Try Guys. Ned quits from the Try Guys, the show on BuzzFeed.com after he gets caught in a cheating scandal. You knew nothing about it prior. It wasn't until we found out. Shut up. And it's not what we stand for. So we just. Yeah, until he gets caught. We swept it under the rug. You should do a Try Guys of working with someone who's cheating on your significant other and you figure out how to ignore it and not and have the perfect answer when people ask you if that person you're working with is cheating on their wife. That should be your Try Guys challenge of the day. Not pretending like you didn't know. Just want you to know that we had no idea this was going on. Yeah, we're, we're just a bunch of beta males. Try Guys break their silence following Ned Fulmer's dramatic exit. Wasn't that dramatic. It would have been a big deal in 2017. He leaves now? No! I'm sure the Try Guys have their fans. Hey everyone, it's Allie for Hollywood Life with your news and entertainment and we are kicking things off today with Beyonce. This weekend the singer took to her Instagram to share a rare praise for her little sister Solange as she could- Yeah, rarely does she talk about anybody else. We should applaud her for this moment of talking about somebody else. Wow, real noble of you. Congratulated her on becoming the first black woman to compose for the New York Ballet. Well, that's pretty Now badass. we say this is rare because it's not often. I, I know I just talk crap about Beyonce, but that is a moment that deserves credit. And the Break My Soul singer uses her platform to post intimate family things. But luckily for us and the fans, we were able to see it. In addition to this, Bay also posted a reel that showed photos from their mom, Tina Knowles, and more snaps from what looked like. Whatever. Don't care anymore. Melinda Gates gets candid when talking about her unbelievably painful split from ex-husband Bill Gates. Yeah. 
makes you realize that all the money in the world, heartbreak doesn't feel any less. The philanthropist opens up about her divorce in a new interview with Fortune, including how the pandemic played a factor in keeping the split out of the public. Yeah, that definitely helped. I also think the pandemic ruined a relationship. Having to be around Bill Gates all day? Good riddance. Sigh. She says the odd thing about COVID is that it gave me the privacy to do what I needed to do. It's unbelievably painful in innumerable ways, but I had the privacy to get through it. The That's good. <sighs> Rihanna stunned in a racy thigh-high slit dress to sell. No, Rihanna wore a racy outfit. No, don't punish our eyes. Happy hour. Happy hour. Happy hour is now over. Happy hour is now over. Happy hour is now over.